You're listening to Cross Section, the podcast of the Summit View Church of Christ. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. And give you peace. And give you peace. And give you peace. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Welcome once again to Cross Section. I'm Kevin Jensen. You know this COVID-19 virus that uh, we're fighting has been tough on churches everywhere. Uh, Here in the state of Washington, here in uh, the central part of the state, across the nation, around the world really, I mentioned in my sermon this past Sunday that I had read online that the underground church in Iran that has to meet in secret isn't even meeting right now, or at least wasn't as of a few weeks ago, because of social distancing requirements there. Not just the requirements, but the the need to keep one another safe uh, there, just as uh, we are doing here. And so this has been disruptive for churches everywhere. So I was wondering how our sister churches in central Washington are doing. And so I uh, got online with a couple of uh, excellent ministers in their churches uh, here not too far from where we are here in Yakima. Uh, Derek Allen, minister of the Church of Christ in Ellensburg, just a little bit to our north. And Kurt Still, a minister in the Church of Christ in Grandview, just a little bit to our south. Uh, good friends both, and they were uh, very kind to uh, sit down and meet with me online and just talk about how their churches are doing and what they're seeing uh, in the people in their churches and how uh, they are uh, keeping themselves and their people focused on God as we go through this time together. It was an encouraging conversation to me and I hope it will be to you as well. And so uh, let's get started and jump into my conversation with Kurt and Derek. Well, welcome guys. Thanks for being a part of this uh, conversation today. Uh, Derek and, and Kurt, yeah, appreciate your willingness. Uh, Derek, let's start with you. Um, first question, just to get us rolling here. What has this been like for you and, and your family and for the uh, church there in Ellensburg these last two, three months uh, since uh, the governor shut things down and as we've had the virus uh, going around and trying to be careful about that? What's this been like for you? Yeah, so on, on the family front, you know, they... The, the big the big issue has been school cancellations, right? So, you know, the uh, I have one daughter, oldest daughter, who's very outgoing, very social, and uh, when they announced that they were going to cancel school for the first time, I think it was two weeks, uh, you know, it was just tears. Yeah, she just she just bawled um, at school because she's going to miss two weeks with her friends, and then when she kind of got through that, that little phase. Um, I think it was just like at the end of that weekend, they announced rest of the year. And that, that was just so tough on her. Mm, that's um, hard. Yeah. And then in Violet, my youngest, you know, she was pretty excited because she's more <laughs> of an introvert. So she's like, this is great. You know? So, you know, she's like, I can be with my family all the time I want, you know? So, so that, it was just uh, very, different reaction to it um and so like for the first couple of weeks my daughter just my oldest daughter would have you know a few breakdowns every every week mm-hmm. um just crying because she misses her friends you know in zoom meetings you can talk and hang out a little bit but 
she she loves to run and play and make believe and all that stuff with her friends and that's just not wasn't possible so that 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 was kind of tough what one of the things that was was helpful was our school district got on board with online school very quickly i mean within within a week and a half they were oh. doing online school mm, good um and and so that that was really great and the teachers at our at our school were so fantastic i mean they they got so much together so quickly uh with with just yeah it, they did such an awesome job and can't can't say enough good things about the teachers um fantastic job uh my wife she lost her business um, yeah, her business is uh, art, right? Yeah, she teaches art classes mm-hmm. in her studio mm-hmm. and can't do that. So she, you know, she couldn't couldn't make it. You know, she had several commission orders. What she was doing was was doing. Uh, she was making mugs for groups and gatherings. You know, little parties and things. She was getting good commissions, and then within about a week into the shutdown, all of the those commissions said have to back out can't can't do the order so she lost all of her revenue within a week and and so she yeah her business is is under now mm-hmm. so that was pretty tough and uh for her it's just kind of been a refocusing you know so she's thinking about a different different avenue of arts to to um you know pursue so that's you know i mean bad and and potentially good you know if if she her her big joy and love has always been music so she's kind of taken this as a as an opportunity to go into that more heavily to go into music and songwriting and stuff and and writing musical so that's you know it's bad and good uh with with me you know my work you know besides sunday or you know as far as my ministry goes besides sunday and wednesday you know um you know i still you know, I've been, I don't know if this should make another recording, but still been meeting with people all through that the week, <laughs> you know, um, six feet apart for sure, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, but, you know, still, still been meeting with people throughout yeah. the week. Um, you know, people need prayer, they need talk yeah. uh, and stuff. So, you know, I've been, I've been in the church building, you know, my office is open because um, there's, it's only me usually here in the building. So, yeah. Right. So yeah, I've, I've still been still been able to counsel, still been able to meet, been able to pray and study with people. Um, more phone calls, but the the church here has just been so adaptive to it all. Good. You know, there, there's been you know everyone wants to meet together again for sure, but you know everyone understands it's just such an it, it's a huge blessing. Um, you know, I don't have anyone who's you know, like arguing or fighting about it and, you know, saying we should be open. Yeah. You know, everyone, everyone wants to be open, but everyone's pretty adaptable. It's, it's actually been just a giant blessing to be, to be part of that w- with this congregation. Yeah. Just that so. adaptability and that, that the sounds like uh, peacefulness. Um, yes. I, yeah, I thought yeah, as, yeah. as you were saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, receiving the, the transformation of our usual way of doing things with grace. Absolutely. Um, that's absolutely. That's, yeah, that's and and people who aren't really technologically savvy have still, you know, because we're we're streaming through YouTube and Zoom. Mm-hmm. So people who aren't, you know, they they'll still watch through through the YouTube uh, platform, and they they'll comment in the live chat and stuff. It's 
yeah, like I said, very adaptive, very uh, willing to to engage that way. So it's been a huge blessing, huge. Yeah, blessing. good. So when uh, when things first closed up, uh, did you guys go to uh, all online format uh, for? Uh, yeah, yeah. Membership? Basically, you know that that first week there was a whole lot of you know like uh, back and forth with from the governor's office. You know, like less than fifty, and then all. The, so what we were going to do was just have you know like a kind of a rolling communion, have Sunday be open and people could come in but then the governor said you know no so we said okay and that sunday we switched to youtube live and then and that was the only only platform and then that wednesday we switched to zoom and youtube live so you know it was, it was good yeah it was a good yeah. transfer good Good. Uh, Kurt, how about uh, the church down in Grandview and, and your family? Uh, how have things been for you these last uh, two, three months? It's going real well, actually. Uh, the uh, personal side of things, uh, my son is in college, the only one still at home. And uh, so he's uh, doing uh, college online through a college in Tri-Cities gather for him and uh, been doing well on that. Uh, and other than the fact that um, he's having to do a bunch of math that he doesn't really like, other than that, he's doing real well. <laughs> and uh, my other sons are in the construction business, which was shut down. Uh, so that really impacted them uh, in a lot of ways, but they were able to get in with that uh, uh, business uh, stimulus thing. And that helped uh, bridge the gap a little bit. Mm. And, uh, they also were able to find some work that uh, allowed them to go outside of the construction realm for a little bit, uh, running heavy equipment, which worked out pretty well. But uh, so that was, that was a good thing. Um, and as far as the church is concerned, uh, uh, we met the first two weeks after the uh, quarantine started. Um, then they really started hammering down on things. So we, uh, disbanded services and I started recording the lessons. Um, my biggest hurdle was uh, actually watching myself and editing at the <laughs> end of the lessons because I didn't like to do that. But anyway, um, finally got things worked out and, and uh, it's going actually pretty well. And I guess uh, one of the blessings of it was that uh, people are listening to the lessons online that uh, weren't going to church. And I've heard from four different people that have had uh, relatives that come and watch their video, watch the video that we record um, with them on Sunday mornings. And, and so that's been uh, an encouragement to me that maybe we're reaching people that we don't even know uh, through this. So a blessing in disguise. Uh, that was actually the, the name on my first lesson, uh, the week, uh, I was preaching through second Timothy and, and, uh, you had asked uh, earlier about, uh, what was my scripture that saw me through this? Well, yeah. it came from second Timothy chapter two. And, uh, it was, uh, Paul saying that, uh, consider what I say for the Lord will give us, give you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead descendant of David, according to my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to imprisonment as a criminal. But the word of God is not imprisoned. 
For this reason, I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they also may obtain the salvation, which is in Christ Jesus, and with, with it eternal glory. And uh, my point was that, uh, that Paul recognized the fact that, fact that even though he was in prison, he had a captive audience and was able to continue spreading the gospel. And so the blessings in disguise, if we look for them, we might find things good, even though we're not happy about this quarantine, we can still see some good things. But yeah. overall, we've had a really good uh, worship time. Uh, we, we don't uh, have the Zoom meetings uh, like a lot of you guys are doing. Uh, ours are uh, just a one-way recording. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. and then I make phone calls uh, every week or two and just check in on everybody just to, to see how things are going. And uh, kind of one funny thing is, is the phone conversations have grown uh, from being, you know, a five-minute average to a 30-minute average uh, phone <laughs> conversation, which kind of tells you that we're getting lonely. So Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely feeling lonely. more loneliness. Um, and I think actually, Kurt, you and I talked about that on the phone the other day that uh, I, I have felt a greater burden of um, just isolation. Really, uh, for me, it manifests as frustration. I just kind of get frustrated. I understand why we have the, the shutdown. I understand why the stay at home orders and all this. Um, and I'm trying to comply with all of that, but, but I, I just want to, uh, you know, just go and go and be with the people that normally I would be able to be with, you know, um, partly that's because I'm an extrovert. That's easier for us extroverts, you know, like uh, me and, uh, uh, my youngest daughter and, uh, uh, Derek's daughter. But, um, uh, you know, the, and our introverts uh, maybe deal with this a little better, but all of us, you know, want to be able to go and see the people we uh, normally would go see. I had one of our um, one of our church members here at Summit View uh, say to me the other day that uh, he um, is is realizing uh, how much we really do need each other, uh, and he uh, he felt that he got to be with a, um, a couple others from our our church uh, one day this past week and uh, for a little while and uh, got to see them and was refreshed by that and just felt you know how much we how much we need each other uh right now so Definitely. yeah well our our, uh, our story some of you is pretty similar to yours when the uh uh governor's orders were kind of cascading down one after the other we at first thought well what do we need to do to to make it safe for us to meet together and um do we need to ask our older folks those most at risk uh with health issues whatever to uh stay home what do we need to do and then came the you know we kind of made some decisions on that and then came the order to shut down completely and so that first week I, I was uh uh super busy just like you Kurt trying to figure out okay how do we move to an all online format uh update the website uh get a new page up there for what to how you how one can worship at home uh putting the uh recorded sermon online each week and then uh you know we set up um an online uh, Zoom Bible class on Wednesday night and on Sunday morning, uh, and then also an online communion service uh, through Zoom. You got to bring your own stuff, but uh, but we're able to uh, share in the bread and the cup together that way, and that's that's been a blessing for a group of us. Uh, and I know there are others in the congregation who are um, keeping in touch with each other and even uh, sharing some um, some special time on Sunday mornings, uh, and then also um, you know doing their own Bible study and prayer and such uh, at home too so yeah. i know one of our members lives next door to or across across their back alley 
from uh, some other Christians. So every Sunday morning before we have our, our Zoom worship, they, across the alley from one another, uh, have prayer time and uh, songs and uh and stuff so it's it's you know they're, they're finding ways to work and that you know everyone in the neighborhood can basically hear him singing and, and whatnot <laughs> so that's it's pretty wonderful wow. it's, it's a good it's it's a good use of of this this time yeah yeah uh, what a blessing to be so close together where you can just go out and do some social distancing. They got the alley in between, but they can still meet together and right. uh, spend their time together. Derek, uh, no, not not to put you on the spot too much, but uh, Kurt mentioned a second ago a, a passage of scripture that's been really helpful to to him uh, going through this time. Did you have one also? Or well, you know, I was thinking about that that question since he sent it, and, and I I would say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say that the passage of scriptures that's been helping me is basically whatever we as a church are going through mm-hmm. you know so we've been going through the book of hebrews on sunday mornings and then colossians on wednesdays and i mean there's just so much in in both of those books you know about uh, like like within hebrews just about trusting in, in yeah. the sufficiency of jesus mm-hmm. for everything you know so we're we're just in around uh we just finished up through Hebrews ten eighteen yesterday. And like that, that whole section that we've been going through throughout, throughout this time is Jesus's priesthood, you know, and, 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 and everything. It's just Jesus as our, as our priest, Jesus as our, our sacrifice. He is, he's everything that we need. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, there's just so much there on dependency upon Jesus. Um, and then Colossians, I mean, good grief. Uh, so much there, you know, one, one of the things that was helpful was in, in Colossians one, Paul goes through the, that triad of faith, hope, and love. Yeah. Um, and then, so what we did as a, as a church throughout our study with that was just look at how that, that triad faith, hope, and love is used throughout scripture, throughout Paul's, throughout Paul's writings, particularly. And that's kind of, that seems like form the basis of so much of Paul's thinking about, who God is, how we relate to him and how we relate to one another. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just, it just seems to be whichever passage we're going through is, is what is really hitting. But there was one, one in Colossians. I'll pull it up here. Sorry for the time. Um, in Colossians three. Um, he can edit it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Colossians three starting in verse one is uh if you have been raised with Christ, or sorry, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. And as far as Colossians go, that that is my favorite passage in Colossians. Um, there's so much in there, but I just that's just such a such a powerful passage about what we need to be focused on, um, what we need to be hoping in, and how we're supposed to live our lives. So, by the way, how's your doctorate going? Uh, well, actually, the the first two weeks of quarantine happened. The last two weeks of coursework, so that was great. Actually. <laughs> 
That's awesome. <laughs> it, Blessing it, it in disguise. Really well for me. So it just gave me a ton of study time. That's um, awesome. But yeah, yeah. So uh, first year in the books, um, summer break right now, trying to learn German. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll be picking that up over the next few semesters. And I don't want to learn French. I might have to. Uh, <laughs> I really don't want to learn French, but you know, it's my, the language of love. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's like string together 10 vowels, one consonant, and that's your words. Like, <laughs> just, I don't know. I, I don't want to learn it, but if I have to, I will. Eric, remind me, what's your, what's your doctorate going to be in? Old Testament studies. Old Testament studies. Yeah, yeah. Great. So I, if, if, I, if I can focus my work mainly on uh, um, probably judges, but uh, the, the, uh, the recensions of the Septuagint um, in front the, that are uh, present within the uh, book of Judges. So, okay. and how they relate to the Masoretic and whatnot, and, and the portions of the Dead Sea Scrolls that we have, just trying to find a background for the Septuagint of uh, Judges. Okay, so for, the, for, our, for our listeners, um, so what we're talking about there is uh, uh, we're looking at ancient texts of the book of Judges and variations between those texts in the quest for finding uh, as reliably and accurately as possible uh, the, uh, the original wording of the book of Judges where there are differences in the ancient texts. Yeah. So the Septuagint, you're talking about the, uh, the ancient uh, Greek translation of the Hebrew scriptures and the Masoretic text, you're talking about the, uh, the ancient uh, Hebrew texts. Right. Uh, from about the, uh, right around the, end of the first millennium AD there. And then the Dead Sea Scrolls, of course, going back a, uh, a thousand years before that and a little right. bit before the time of Christ. Yeah. Is that so, Aramaic or still Hebrew? Hebrew. Hebrew. There, there are Aramaic texts within the Dead Sea Scrolls, for sure. Hmm. But uh, yeah, the Dead Sea Scrolls for judges is in Hebrew. Wow, cool. And they're also so, Greek. They're also so, you're Greek. Working, so you're working on a degree in, uh, in, in Old Testament uh, in the Old Testament, but uh, you really uh, having, you're having to learn German and French. You you can already, I assume, read Hebrew, mm-hmm. uh, Aramaic, uh, Greek. Wow, Akkadian. <laughs> Akkadian. Got to learn Akkadian, and then at some <laughs> point I'll have to pick up. It's called Ugaritic, mm-hmm. which is the uh, language the Canaanites spoke, and there there are tons and tons of texts written in Ugaritic, and, and it's a Semitic language that shares several uh, cognates with Hebrew. Okay. He's still working on English. Yeah. <laughs> That's a work in progress. <laughs> so yeah. have, you, have you guys found that you have more time to study uh, right now? Okay, because see, here's what I was thinking when, when this all first came down. I thought, well, as soon as I get the system set up for our church where we can meet online, and uh, we've got, uh, you know, messages, uh, uh, sermons each week going out uh, by the internet so that people can access them and uh, sharing those together. Uh, I'm going to have lots of time to call our church members and see how they're doing. And I'm going to have lots of time to, uh, to study. And so I brought home a whole stack of books and I've finished one. And I, well, actually I finished two, but I'm rereading the second one of those because it was, it was so good. I want to read it again. Uh, how about you guys? Have you had more time to study? About the same. About the same. Well, one, of the, one of the problems, at least that I've run into, I don't know about you guys, is I do really well with a deadline. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So just kind of this amorphous whenever, you know, that that's actually like I, you know, and I can set it myself, but I, you know, like if I set a deadline that doesn't really have any uh, teeth to it, it's harder for me to stick to it. So yeah, it, it, I, I figure it's about the same, about the same for me as far as uh, time, time for study. Um, and in the time that I have for like ministry stuff, it's, it used to be more concentrated and now it's a lot more spread out. It's like Sundays, you know, we, we start at 10, but people start rolling in right around nine fifteen, mm. And so our worship goes from 10, you know, we have Bible class 10 to like 10 45, little snack break worship goes from 11 to 12. But usually people like our building isn't empty until about two. Right. Mm. So I'm meeting with people, praying with people, talking with people from yeah. the end of worship for another couple hours. You know, and I'm able to get a lot of a lot of interaction on Sundays from 930 mm. until two. Good ministry then, time. Yeah, right. Right. And the same thing with Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wednesdays usually start. We start at 630 for the Bible class and at 730. But, you know, people start rolling in sometimes around 545 mm -hmm. and then don't leave until eight, mm -hmm. eight, sometimes 830 or, or later. You know, so there's just more, you know, more opportunities there. So now those opportunities, those, those opportunities for fellowship are spread out throughout the week. Okay. So you're not getting them concentrated on Sunday right. and Wednesday, like you normally would, right. but, but now with a totally different meeting structure and schedule, you're getting them throughout the week more. Yeah. Trying to, you know, um, you know, we live in a pretty independent society. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, unless there's, it, one, of the things, one of the things that I found is a lot of people here are really eager to do something if somebody needs help, but very reluctant to say, I need help. Uh, <laughs> so. Yep. Yep. How about you, Kurt? Have you, how, how's your, your time uh, yeah. allotment shifted? I had the same goals. Um, I was going to read through the Bible in the first week and uh, I made it through Judges. <laughs> and, uh, and so <laughs> I didn't make it as far as I thought I would, but, uh, you did however, update, get through Leviticus. So that's, that's yes, impressive. Yes, yeah. That was Leviticus is impressive. tough to read through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, on the good side of things, uh, my wife and I have been working on setting up a counseling service for marriage and, and family. And, uh, we were able to get that completed and set up so that we now have, uh, an office and a, and a place for people to come and, and stay. And so that's, uh, that was consumed uh, quite a bit of our time getting all of that uh, organized and put together. So that was exciting. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Thanks. Yeah. So, so Derek's working on his doctorate you've opened up a counseling business yeah. and uh, I'm raising uh, two and a half teenagers. So yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's and farming. Job for sure. And farming. <laughs> right. Yeah. So between us, we're accomplishing stuff. That's great. That's right. That's great. <laughs> what do you, what, um, what do you guys feel like as, as you've been in contact with the people in, in your churches, what do you feel like have been the, um, the biggest challenges for them right now? What, what sorts of things are people struggling with maybe in a way differently than they would have before the pandemic hit? I think loneliness is probably the number one thing that I've seen. Uh, fear. Uh, is definitely uh, high on the list. And uh, I think there's even uh, some that are probably anxious. Uh, the anxiety is growing with uh, 
with the uh, strikes and the protest and, and now moving into uh, some of the police forces basically shutting down and defunding and all of that, that the fear is just escalating with some and uh, something uh, I feel like is real, but at the same time, our hope is not in this world. And, and so there's kind of a reality check uh, at the same time. Yeah, we, we live in this world, but we are citizens of the kingdom of, of heaven, the right. kingdom of God. Yeah, Peter talks about that a lot in First Peter 2. Uh, um, I ask you guys uh, about passages that were important to you right now. First Peter 2 has been really important to me. Uh, and if, uh, a few different points in that chapter. One is that our citizenship is not so much here. Uh, we, we are American citizens. Uh, we would uh, certainly acknowledge that proudly, but we are in a greater way citizens of God's kingdom and called to be his people. And so I thought a lot about his, um, Peter's teaching in that chapter on uh, uh, living such good lives among the unbelievers that uh, even if they slander you, um, even if they think badly of you, they will see your good deeds and, and ultimately glorify your father in heaven. And then he goes into, for that reason, uh, obey you know, the king, the governor, those in authority, that sort of thing, and work with these people because uh, uh, this is how you demonstrate a uh, good and responsible and productive life uh, that gives uh, good witness to your your claims about Jesus, your faith in Jesus. So, um, yeah, so that, that uh, uh, yeah. We, we keep our eyes on a higher uh, home, a higher destiny. Uh, that, that just triggered my thoughts there, Kurt, so. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah, thanks. So, Derek, uh, what, did I, what did I just ask, Kurt? <laughs> I was going to ask you what the question was again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, what are some of the, um, uh, I guess. Struggles um, or problems? Yeah, struggles, uh-huh. Yeah, what are some of the struggles, difficulties that that uh, your folks are having there? Yeah, like Kurt's mentioned, uh, loneliness, um, need, need for the community of Christians around them. Mm-hmm been huge you know we we uh met last week last saturday um to talk about reopening mm-hmm. you know so we're going to be reopening this this sunday yeah, you guys are in phase two now so we're, we're um, in phase two in our community yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so we, we can open and have uh it's it's either 25 percent of capacity or 50 people whichever is less okay so we we're gonna have 35 people, which is you know 25 percent of our capacity. Okay, that, that's what we have. So we're just going through all the things and and within the community that that met or within the the committee that met, you know every everyone was basically saying just you know I, it's time it's time they need it you know um, a few people you know have been working from home throughout this time. So the first part of it they were saying there's no change really in their lives. You know, because they, they work from home and they live out of town. So they only come into town a couple times a week, maybe to get groceries or whatever, or to come to church. So, you know, the first part was like missing a couple Sundays. Um, so that wasn't a huge hiccup in their lives. But as it goes on and on, that's become a significant hurdle for them. And, and I mean, I, for, for all of us, you know, the very first part of it, it was kind of novel. But as it's gone on, it's been harder and harder and harder for people. So that that's that's been a huge part of it. Another another big part of it is, you know, other people within within our 
congregation have businesses um, and they're watching their businesses slowly die. Yeah. And that's, that's been really hard for them. That's really hard. Can't can't do anything about it. You know, gym gym owners, um, you can't open who, you know, and stuff. So that's, that's been a really tough thing for them. You know, people talk about, you know, like, you know, they think about the economy as like just the Dow Jones or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's not the economy. The economy is people's livelihoods and their ability to put food on the table. Um, And so that's been, it's been really hard, you know, and, and then, the, the, the conflict that they have with also understanding that we need to keep each other safe, you know, and, and the desire to keep people safe, you know, so, so it's, it, there's this, it, it's a, it's a battle. It's a battle that several of our members have, have faced. Yeah. So that, uh, that desire to keep each other safe, uh, balanced against the need to be together. That's, I think that's where we've been at too. Uh, just trying to figure out how do we manage right. that? Um, and especially, you know, here in Yakima where we have the highest, uh, you know, rate of spread of the virus uh, in the state by far and one of the highest in the nation at this point, uh, if I understand right. Um, so how do we, uh, how do we, um, you know, meet our, each other's spiritual needs, um, by finding a way to meet together, you know, at least online, preferably in person, uh, how do we balance that against the need to stay safe? And how do we balance that against um, the need to, you know, like Peter says, demonstrate to the uh, uh, public community that we're trying to do what's right, um, you know, in a responsible way and be good citizens and such. Um, yeah, that's, I, I think uh, I, I felt um, among our people here and certainly myself, uh, just recently, a growing uh, sense of urgency that um, we would we would like to uh, get together more. Just a growing need for that. I think that's part of what has, has spawned this podcast uh, is uh, just trying to find ways that we can connect and hear from each other and share our thoughts a little bit and encourage each other and keep each other built up. So speaking of that, what what are the best ways that you've found so far to uh, to to build people up? during a pandemic we're becoming experts on how to help churches during a pandemic just by being thrown into the fire or into the pool uh to you know sink or swim so how do we how do, how do we build people up right now what are you guys seeing i'm seeing a lot of our members writing cards to to people mm-hmm. and handwritten cards have like all of a sudden become a big thing again which i think is great you know because you have to really think about it and you know, your handwriting's on the page. And so that makes it more meaningful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot, a lot of handwritten cards have been, you know, people have just been sending them to one another, which, which is wonderful. Uh, it seems more people within our congregation are calling each other, you know, whereas you know, you'd normally talk to each other on Sunday, you know, and everything else or Wednesday, but you know, a lot of people are calling each other more now, which, which is great throughout the week. You know, it's good to hear from one another um, for our, our senior citizens in nursing facilities who are extremely isolated. Yes. Like any, anyone who thinks that we're isolated, you know, go to, you know, think, think about the people in the nursing homes who, who are just completely isolated. Yeah. You know, they, they, you know, and, and they're older. So the, our, our older people who are in the nursing homes, they can't get on line to even join in worship that way. They're, yeah. they, I mean, they're, they're totally isolated. Yeah. So, you know, so there we've been, you know, dropping off packages. They can receive packages and stuff. 
Um, there's one member. Um, now it's her son, but before we were, she lives on the first floor of an assisted living place. So we we're, you know, sneaking around to the back. Um, and it was, it was not sneaking that the facility knew we were there, but, uh, <laughs> going, to, going to her window, you know, and doing communion that way. Oh yeah. And now, now her son decided to, to do that because they kind of cinched, cinched down within the last few weeks. Um, so her son's going to the back window doing communion with her, um, and that's, and that's really good. But you know, another one lives on like the second story of her place. And so that, that doesn't work, but you know, and, and so, you know, a lot of phone calls to her and stuff, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard for, for a lot of people to feel a sense of belonging when they can't actually be with the people that they belong with. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, those personal touches, they, they make a big difference. Just huge. hearing from a friend or receiving a card or a package. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Those are yeah, huge. A lot things. of our members have actually been a lot more communicative than before. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, I, my hope, my hope is that that communication between our members actually remains after we start meeting together. Hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Good message for the church there. Don't, don't stop staying in touch with each other, checking in on each other, uh, keeping that communication open when we're able to get back together. We'll be able to do some of that in person, but, uh, but keep, keep that going, build those relationships, uh, strong, keep each other encouraged. Yeah. How about you, Kurt? What are you, what are you seeing uh, working well in Grandview? What have you found to, uh, to be able to bless other people? Like I mentioned before, the phone calls that started out at uh, average of five minutes have grown to 30 minutes. And I think uh, it's definitely a, a way to, to kind of touch bases and I can, I can spread the news a little bit. And of course, people are cross uh, communicating as well, which has been real good. And then for Mother's Day, we, uh, my wife came up with an idea of sending a card uh, to all of the members. So I actually went out and uh, delivered uh, cards, Mother's Day cards. And, and so, of course, from a six foot distance, I got to say hi and visit with them. And, and uh, it was nice, uh, a nice way and kind of more or less in the middle of it all to, to be able to face to face communicate and, and then for the past couple of weeks, we've been uh, uh, meeting in us in our auditorium. We've uh, created a huge circle and we've spaced the chairs apart so we can still uh, the maybe not the letter of the law, but definitely the spirit of the law. We've been uh, following that and being able to to meet and fellowship that way, uh, mm. which has really been cool. So. Man, that face to face contact makes so much of a difference. I, uh, every, uh, every Friday, I've almost exclusively on Fridays, I've been going into the church building to do a little bit. There's just a little bit of work I can do there that I can't do at home. And, uh, so I, uh, I've been going in Friday afternoons and, and, uh, about half the time, uh, I've run into church members while I was there. Somebody came in to, you know, do some work and inside the building and probably 
actually it's been most most weeks I've, I've run into somebody or or the janitor uh, the custodian comes in to do some cleaning and she's done some awesome work during this time you know how yeah. how clean you can get the building when nobody comes in and out <laughs> she's been able That's to right. do some deep cleaning that that has been needed for a long time but you know just nobody had the opportunity to do it but she's been able to do it and it's going to yeah. be uh, looking nice you know when everybody gets back together uh, had and that same thing <laughs> just to just to be able to um run into a friend you know uh run into a brother or sister in christ uh has been a real blessing you know what else has been a blessing for us has been uh when we meet online uh through zoom for bible class or for uh sharing communion together we've had some folks uh just a a, a few from um outside the area who have moved away from, from Yakima or uh, relatives who come to visit sometimes that have uh, popped in and shared Bible class with us. Uh, one of our former elders who moved to Wyoming several years ago, uh, he and his wife have been able to log in and, and share Bible class with us uh, during the, the time when their church was not able to meet. I think they're back to meeting with their church now for the most part, but uh, that was really a blessing, you know, yeah, cool. just, just to kind of uh, liven uh, you know, just just to enliven the class a little bit and to uh, bring us a little joy just in that that um, getting back together again, that reunion. So, and, you know, you think about what's the ultimate social distancing? Uh, not to get too morbid, but it's it's death, right? But uh, death for Christians doesn't ultimately have teeth, at least not teeth that last. It hurts for now, but one day uh, when Jesus comes again and the dead are raised, we're going to see a lot of people face-to-face that we have not seen face-to-face in an awfully long time. And that's going to be a great joy. Yeah, It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah. Well, any last thoughts before we close up? Do you have a, you have a, a thought or a word of encouragement uh, for the church? Just before we uh, uh, kind of close, close down our conversation here. I don't know. I, every context and relationships are different, you know, and one, one of the things that I tried to encourage, encourage my co- uh, congregation with was uh, not to see this, this period of time as, as some weird gap in your life, yeah. but you know, like life, you know, just kind of took a hiatus at, in March, whatever, until whenever, you know that, that this is this is a meaningful period of time that that uh, we we've been given and my my fear would be that we would waste this time yeah. mm-hmm. um, and and just say binge on tv and everything else um but that we would you know and we would come to the end of you know our lives and find out that god had given us this period of time to to really work something significant and serious and we just floundered it um so yeah my, my encouragement would be you know really seek god in prayer and study and find out who who you can be transformed into throughout this time you know find find mission find purpose and find meaning in this time because it's not a gap you know this is this is real life and god is is working something out. You know, I, I hate to find out that this was a gift, not a gap or, or a curse. This mm-hmm. is a gift and, you know, treat it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Kurt. 
Well, I was thinking kind of along the same lines a little bit, but uh, kind of feeling like uh, when I look at all of the things that has happened and the, the good things that have come out of this, uh, I've got a few of our young men who have said, you know, hey, we realize that we need to get more into God's word and studying. And so we've set up Bible studies and, and getting together where before we didn't have time, but now we do. And and so there's some real positive things that have come out of this. And it's been been encouraging to last Sunday, I just asked everybody, you know, what kind of positive things have you seen come out of this? And we had some really good feedback of different things that people have been able to experience, learn, do. And uh, it's been really cool. That's awesome. great. That's great. There, there really are some blessings right now. We have a lot of burdens. We have a lot of frustration. I think we've mentioned anxiety and uh, fear and missing people. So feeling isolated and alone, but there are some blessings here too. And I think my uh, encouragement to the church would be just like you guys. Um, you know, God is still God. He's as faithful now as he's ever been. Uh, and he will uh, walk with us through this. Uh, if we uh, were going to be overwhelmed by this time, God would not have let it happen because he's faithful to his church. He's faithful to his children. Uh, and so uh, let's keep our eyes on him and keep walking with him and see where he takes us. Uh, there's there's going to be some good through it. There's obviously a lot of suffering right now too, uh, job-wise for a lot of people. You know, uh, Derek, like your wife, having to shut down her uh, her work for a while and trying to find something, you know, new angle on it uh, that she can uh, she can pursue. Um, but, uh, and, and there's people who's, who are sick and some have lost loved ones, you know, across the country and around the world. But uh, there are also a lot of blessings because uh, God continues to bless his people in every situation. So, yeah. Thank you guys very much. This has been great. It's been a lot of fun to talk with you and to hear how the uh, your churches are doing. May God uh, let his blessing rest on the church in Ellensburg, the church in Grandview, and the church here in Yakima uh, as well. Thanks a bunch for being a part of this. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.